This is Josie Brown with Author Provocateur. Today, my guest is Alana Lucas, who writes historical westerns and Regency romances. Her Regencies include Wish Upon a Waltz, Dancing Around the Truth, Waltzing with the Earl, and her most recent, Only a Hero Will Do. Welcome, Alana. Thank you. When did you get the writing bug and how did it come about? You know what? I started telling stories to myself when I was a little girl and my uncle was dying of cancer. Oh. So um, I would tell my story, myself stories every night to help myself go to sleep. So I wouldn't write them down, but that's kind of how it started. And I would make up stories because I was too upset to read and didn't, didn't have my little flashlight on. And so that's kind of how it started. And then um, for as long as I can remember, that's when things were stressful. That's what I would do. And then, um, you know, I went to college, not for anything writing related. I actually have a bachelor's degree in interior design and a master's degree in art history. So most of my writing was more, uh, you know, school related, you know, uh, nonfiction, not, not anything like this, but I always read. Right. And then after I had my daughter who had a lot of health issues, I started reading more, jotting down story ideas. Um, and then when I was going for my teaching credential in social studies, um, I started writing and it just kind of took off from there. I never really thought about it seriously, but it was just something I always loved to do. And then um, I couldn't get picked up as a regular teacher. I did a lot of substitute teaching because of budget cuts and everything. Right. So most teachers were like, oh, here's a movie. Just throw this in. And so I was, I thought, you know, I don't want to watch the same movie, seven class periods a day. Right. So I started writing. Right. I noticed you said that you uh, had a master's in art history. Is that where the love for Regencies came about? No, I always just loved Regency. I just loved the historical time period, anything history related. Um my favorite time period for art is actually the Renaissance. Uh-huh. So it has nothing to do. So you would think I would write in the time period of art that I love. Now it has nothing to do with that. I just was always a fan of Jane Austen. And I was always drawn to time periods that didn't have a lot of technology. You know, there wasn't phones and computers and other things kind of clogging their days. So I love that, you know, the... There, there was just, I mean, there was always gossip. That's just, you know, how the world is. But it, there wasn't all the modern stuff that seems to to fill our days and create such angst at times. And so I, I just thought it was, it seemed, seemed, it wasn't simpler. And so I, I loved getting into that, that, you know, that we didn't have all the technology stuff that kind of distracted us from, you know. Living our lives. The, the world. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think is probably the hardest thing about writing regencies getting the essence of the time period the language but keeping it modern enough so you don't lose your readers i think there are some people who really enjoy the the traditional language but for a lot of people they they still want an interesting story that they can relate to without making it too complex in the language department. So it's like that balance of giving the essence of that time period, but still with that modern feel so you don't lose the reader. Right, right. But it's like you say, with modern sensibilities, 
it's a little bit more difficult to get people drawn up into it. There are so many Jainite fanatics that I think it will live on. But also there are people that probably could never cross that bridge, you know, back (laughs) into the 19th century based on the fact that they can't get over how flowery the sentences are or whereas they're very tightly drawn from my standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people sometimes forget, you know, the, the strict rules of society and it's how to kind of modernize some of those. So uh, otherwise, you know, the, the books would be, you know, no one's having sex until they were engaged, well, married, but at least at the very least engaged. There's, there's a lot of things you're trying to find ways to, to bend the rules. Um, so it's not the same story over and over. And, um, so those who are very true to Jane Austen probably would not like, you know, some of the, the more uh, modern-day authors because of that. But we have, to, we have to be entertaining, you know. Right. I agree. Totally. And at the same time, you know, to catch the verve and the feel of that historic era, it takes a true, yeah. t- true talent. And, and from your body of work, I can tell you've totally done that and immersed yourselves in that. Which brings me uh, to my next question. Which books will you be bringing with you to um, the Barbara Vey event? I am bringing Only a Hero Will Do. I am working on the sequel, but that is actually the only one that I am bringing. Uh, last time I did the event, I, I brought everything. This time I'm, I'm just bringing Only a Hero Will Do. Good. So you'll be focusing on that. And um, yes. that is um, your most recent release. So It is, yeah. I had a great time last year and uh, have already started planning my table. That's, that's really fun for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's funny. Last year I did the whole very elegant, you know. This year, and probably not a lot of people would know this, or maybe they would, but only a hero will do. Um, the hero is based. It's uh, Captain America's Regency doppelganger. <laughs> and so my, my table, and I actually carry a little um, Captain America Lego figure, mini figure with me. My son is a huge fan of Legos, and he gave it to me. And so oh, um, that's cute. He goes, he goes everywhere. Yeah, he goes everywhere with me. He, he poses. I did a last time my flight was bumped, and I was sitting in the airport, and I was kind of bored. There was no place for me to sit. And so. I, I took out my little figures and I recreated the airport battle scene on the window ledge at the airport um, from Civil War. People around me cleared away real fast, so I got a seat. I was really ecstatic. But, um, yeah, he goes with me till my table this year is going to kind of revolve around Captain America, who is uh, the inspiration for my hero in Only a Hero Will Do. Perfect, perfect. Do you think uh, that you'll have the sequel ready by the time of the event? Or will that be coming out afterward? It will be probably coming out afterwards. Um, I have another work in progress that I'm on deadline for. Ah. And so that one, uh, it, it was interesting with Only a Hero Will Do. I wasn't actually, I was thinking in the back of the, my, my mind that I would have a sequel to it. But I wasn't exactly sure. And um People have just fallen in love with a secondary character, and I have been getting a lot of emails about him. And so his story has actually gotten pushed higher in the, the list of things I need to work on um, be, because Sir Simon's been a hit. I, I wasn't quite sure, you know, why or how, but 
people have gotten very emotionally attached to him. So, uh, and that's what we want. Other work, you know, yeah. that's what we want for our characters is that people do get attached to them and 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 do fall in love with them and 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 want more of them. <laughs> and I was really surprised because you know he did have a role, and I kind of left his story on a little bit of a cliffhanger. But the the things that the comments that I've gotten about him. You know, I've written, you know, the rake previously. I've had other secondary characters that people are like, oh, I like this one. But this one, I mean, I have gotten people who have just like, when is his story? It, I need it now. And I have never gotten that from a secondary character. Uh-huh. Well, then everybody's going to be looking forward to yeah. meeting you, getting the first book, um, finding out about him, and then anticipating your next book. Yes. And that's what we all want from our readers. So I think you're oh, you're yeah. you're primed for for a late April event in which you can you can put more of the first book in people's hands so that they want the second book. You yeah, know. definitely. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for um, allowing me to interview you today, and um, you know, and introducing you to more Barbara Bay Appreciation well, Weekend readers. Thank you. This this was fun. Want to hear more about the authors who will be attending the Barbara Bay Reader Appreciation Weekend? Just go to my website, authorprovocateur.com, and click on to the other interviews. You'll also find them on the event's Facebook page. And beneath each interview, feel free to leave a comment about your favorite part of it. Doing so puts you in the running for a bundle of the author's books. Listeners can leave one comment per author to be entered for the drawing. This is Josie Brown of Author Provocateur, signing off.